0: It's time for another episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck. And now, coming to the
1: mic, your host, Mr. Chuck Knapp. I am excited to have Caitlin Lecker with us, Coach Caitlin Lecker, and also former Division I women's basketball player, Caitlin Lecker, and currently regional manager for Jag K and uh caitlin would you like well first of all welcome
0: thank you thank you for having me today
1: and secondly uh tell us a little bit about the area you're currently covering for for jag k and some of the programs obviously mcpherson and we'll get into them here in a bit
0: yeah i oversee 11 programs um within region four so um, two in El Dorado, so one at the high school, one at the Alternative Center there, two at um, Emporia High School, um, two at Newton High School, one at the Middle School at Newton Chisholm, one at McPherson High School, um, two in Hutchinson at the high school there, and then one at the Middle School. So 11 total um, within that area. So.
1: Okay. and. You haven't been a regional manager for your entire career with, with no. JAG-K and, and we'll get to that uh, in a little bit, but you are a McPherson native. Did you grow up in McPherson all yeah. the way through? Okay. So
0: I, I was born in Nebraska when ah. I was like one years old. We went to Colorado for about four years. Um, and so I lived in McPherson since I was about four or five years old, um, somewhere around there. And so it basically was my home. Um, so not born there, but raised there all the way through grade school, um, K through 12, um, graduated there, went on to play basketball at Oklahoma State and get my degree. Um, following that, I went up to University of St. Mary up in Leavenworth for a couple years, coached basketball, um, got my master's degree and then had the opportunity to come back home and work alongside, um, well, one for Jack Kay. Um, we got to start the program there at the high school um, in 2019, 2020, so right before COVID. Um, so for the, probably three fourths a year, I had a pretty normal year and then COVID hit. Uh, but then I also got to coach basketball and coach volleyball. So I was kind of a person of many hats that, that first year back home.
1: Yes, so let's let's rewind a little bit and go back to because I want to talk about I want to talk about basketball. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, being a player and a coach, mm-hmm. and then kind of your interest in Jag K. Uh, yeah. how you got involved with the organization and a little bit about that job and and so. But going back, um, very few very few athletes are able to play division one sports, yeah. <laughs> And so at what point in your career, in your life, did you obviously know that you were you were pretty good at basketball, but but that you really liked it and wanted to go on to the next level?
0: So I kind of have a short, funny background story. When I was younger, um, kindergarten through like second grade, I was always Growing up, I was always like one of the tallest kids in class. Um, I'm about six foot tall. um, But so anytime I played in a little rec league, I would overshoot the basket because I was so tall. I was like almost, I was too strong or whatever. Um, I was reached out to start playing on a traveling ball team. Um, In second grade, I played a couple years up with the fourth graders. Um, Again, probably a lot due to my height and my size at that time. And I was very, very scared to do that. I did not want to do it initially, but my parents kind of pushed me a little bit and encouraged me and, you know, just try it. And after that moment, I was just, you know, locked on to playing basketball from then on, um, from then on out. And, um, you know, I would, I would play all the time, whether that was at recess or outside of, you know, practices and games and those things. Um, And then probably in middle school is when I really started to just take it seriously. And, um partly probably because I had role models that were ahead of me, Marley Skipson, Ashley Sweat. They played at Kansas State University. They were from McPherson. And so I started looking up to our high school players. Um, and if you know McPherson, we are a very um basketball-rooted community. And so the tradition runs deep. And so seeing them um, play not through high not just through high school, but also through college. Um, and how i looked up to them i started to really envision probably in middle school that i wanted to do the same thing Um, started to get some college contact actually in middle school partly because of connections probably through them and our head coach um, there at the high school as well Um, and so then from then on i just really committed to it Um, and then in high school i was very fortunate Um, chris strathman just helped guide me from you know freshman all the way through senior year um well specifically I guess junior year is when i committed to play at oklahoma state but um he just really helped guide me through that process as a player so
1: so um a couple things your parents pushed you a little bit yeah. how long did they have to push you because as a you know as a parent you You don't want to push your students, your kids too much, but you also know that you know more than they do, uh, you know, about things like that. So how long did they kind of have to nudge you toward this basketball thing until you started to like it for yourself?
0: Yeah. um, Honestly, I think they just really approached it with um, not like antagonizing, I guess, or um, forceful. It was more of a, hey, let's just try it. And if you really just don't enjoy it, you don't have to do it, but you never know unless you're going to try. And so I think the approach they had probably just gave me it just enough to just say, get over that fear of what I had at that time.
1: Okay. And you were playing in the summer. So was that when you were fourth grade that you were on the traveling team? And and so every summer was just basketball all the time? Well, you um, played volleyball <laughs> too, but how'd that all work no, I out? didn't
0: play volleyball until eighth grade. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I did play softball a little bit um, up until fifth grade, I guess, but um, when I started playing on that fourth grade team, primarily in the winter, but we'd also play in the summer, Um, and then I ended up starting to play a little closer with my age group, so a grade above me, and also people from my grade level too, Um, and yeah, we'd pretty much play winter, and then we'd also get tournaments in the summer, and so uh, it was definitely a year-round thing for me, but I loved it. It never felt like work. It was just a blast, so
1: and tell us about the recruiting process. You said you were contacted in middle school. Yeah. But what was that like? You had friends that went to K-State and how, how did you pick Oklahoma State? What was, the, yeah. what was the reason behind that? What did that process look like?
0: So my very first recruiting letter actually came from KU um, in sixth grade, but I think a lot of it, again, had to do with the connections in McPherson. That you know They probably reached out to them and so they're like, hey, we might probably should start getting Letter sent out early or whatever, um, and then K State I think really started to become present um, in eighth grade. And again, I, that was probably a lot to do with the connections through Ashley Sweat, Marlies Gibson, um, and just knowing our coaches in our program and those things there in McPherson. Um, but in regards to like how I handled it, I you know I loved the game so much that I don't feel like I really ever got caught up in it. Um, I honestly wasn't a big fan of the recruitment process because I just I just wanted to find my home and then that was what I wanted to do. And so, especially in high school, when I started to really get involved with our AU basketball um, program or whatever that I, I played for our team, that's when a lot of letters started coming through. And um, basically we sat down again with our head coach and he kind of helped guide us through that. And I don't think if he would have done that, we would have been very overwhelmed and he just really established to me of like, you know, what are you looking for? What do you want? Um, and those things. And that helped me kind of navigate the process of, I wanted to stay rather close to home. So mom and dad could come watch cause they have always been able to support me through those times and, and the games and all those things. Um, so I wanted to stay close to home. I wanted like a family type of atmosphere, a, a community. I didn't want to go to a school that was in a big city or again, super far away. And so Um, obviously yeah, KUK State and then Oklahoma State kind of came in the picture I think like my freshman or sophomore year Um, and so I started taking visits but I only took I actually only took three and Oklahoma State was my third and when I went on that campus it just felt right Um, and I just think for me if it feels right that says something Um, it felt like the family atmosphere and it was the coaches are exactly what I was looking for and I knew if I was going to find and play for great coaches in regards to good people, they would recruit good people as well. Um, And then Oklahoma State in general, like Stillwater, the community reminded me a lot of McPherson, Um, just like tight knit. Um, I love the loyal and true piece um, as well. And So I just kind of checked all the boxes for me. It was only two and a half hours down the road, so mom and dad were able to make most of my games, um, even though they were traveling late at night sometimes too. So.
1: When did you commit to Oklahoma State?
0: I committed my junior year. Um, So I actually went on a visit to Oklahoma State two weeks prior to the plane crash of Coach Budke, Coach Serna. So I had just met them. Um, I loved it. I fell in love with the school, fell in love with the staff. And the plane crash happened. I was actually informed. uh, I got pulled out of my English class and by our head coach and one of the assistants to inform me. And so that was really hard. And so I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue to try and pursue to go there. Um, But the staff there did a really great job of just making sure they maintained their recruits and like kept those relationships going. And so it just, again, it continued to still feel right. So I committed and um, I think I verbally committed about halfway through my junior year.
1: So, yeah. So tell us about your high school career. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly you're a very good player. You were being recruited by division one teams, committed to a division one team. So tell us a little bit about McPherson, bullpup basketball and uh, some of the highlights of, of your high school career for McPherson High.
0: Yeah. Um, I think what's really special about McPherson is you get to play with, um, people that you grew up playing with. You know, if you if you at least um, started, you know, kindergarten or elementary school, you're playing with those same people all the way through high school. And so the girls that, we ended up winning state my junior year of high school and the team that we, or the group of girls that we won with was the team that I primarily played with through elementary and middle school. And so I think that is really special is you're not, um, I think it's a little different in like a city, you know, everyone's playing on different teams throughout the off season. And then, you know, they come together during the season, but McPherson, you're playing with them all year round. Those are the people you hang out with all the time. So they really just kind of become like a second family too. Um, and then just the support. Um, I always just, I loved playing in the roundhouse. It's like one of the most unique gyms in the state of Kansas, our support and Um, you know, from our fans and our, at that time, our student section were just like flooded with students. Our band, our band is amazing to this day. They're they're amazing. Um, The coaches, everything. So it was just like a really tight knit group. I remember like after games, I'd always go up to fans, specific ones I built really close relationships with. And I remember always going up to them and giving them hugs and, you know, they'd say good job and those things, but um, just really special, so
1: at that time maybe junior senior year obviously basketball was going to be in your immediate future but what were you thinking about long term like your yeah. career path what were you yeah. what were you thinking about there?
0: you know that's kind of long story short that's part of why i loved jag k um, prior to working for this organization because when i was younger basketball was my whole world. And then I was like, well, what else am I going to do? So then I just kind of stuck on, well, I'll just be a coach. I'll just coach college basketball and that's what I'll do. Um, and so, well, that was interesting navigating what the heck I was going to pursue as a degree or, um, you know, major in because I just wasn't completely a hundred percent sure. Um, so I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in health education promotion emphasis in health and extra, uh, sorry yeah, health and exercise, sports management minor and those things. And so I was like, well, I'll just end up coaching. And so that's, you know, I did that a couple of years after graduating. And I just realized I didn't want that to be my entire life because it felt like that at times. Because not only are you coaching, you know, you're at the school and you're you're there for your athletes, but you're recruiting and you're constantly, it's just nonstop. And so um, I think that's what kind of led me back to the high school level um also i feel like at the high school level specifically with basketball um the kids just really love the game um it just doesn't feel quite like a job like it can at the college level um but what led me to jag was um, specifically was through those couple years of coaching college basketball i learned that i loved working with youth and i really felt like um you know a lot of young people even at the college level don't really know what they want to do with their lives, but I also just love the idea of supporting youth in whatever obstacles they're facing to overcome those, you know, chase those dreams and goals that, you know, they can achieve and those things. So I, that's what led me to JAG-K specifically. Um, I think it was more of my why that I was searching for versus just a career, if that makes sense, or just a job.
1: So when you were a player... Did you think and I, I, you had great coaches, I'm sure, at Oklahoma State, but were you thinking if I'm a coach someday, this is how I would coach my players or, you know, yeah. if, if you know, I could do something different or if I was you know, helping youth in some other way? Did, yeah. did, did your time as a player help form what you thought you would do if you were in a teaching position or a coaching position?
0: Yeah, I think it it definitely, you kind of pull pieces like, hey, this coach does this. I really like this. I I would want to implement that if I was a coach or a teacher. Um, And so, and I had so many great coaches that I feel like you kind of pull pieces from all of them and you kind of mold into your own type of philosophy. Um, And I feel like a lot of what I learned through those people is honestly what I implemented into my own classroom when I was a career specialist as
1: well when you were coach did you did you teach a class also or were you a hundred percent coach and yeah i mean i know I that didn't. that's a 24 7 job but some some colleges they have their their coaches also yeah. you know, teach a class or something
0: i was fortunate that i just was able to coach um, uh, for that time so i was able to put all my focus on that now i know there was conversation if i was to continue that that would have been a possibility um, especially at the NAI levels. Um, a lot of coaches do teach a class of some sort. So,
1: Was it your first or second year as a coach that you thought, I think maybe high school is where I would rather be?
0: I Probably more second year. Um, but I think I definitely was just debating that through those two years. Um, just really kind of reflecting on, is this what I want to do? because um, I've always said I love basketball and I, I've always wanted it to be part of my life. Um, but I, I always also said I didn't want it to be my whole life. And that's where it was kind of starting to feel like it was all I did. Um, I just feel like there's just so much more to do out there in this world than just maybe a sport, so.
1: when When you talk to young people about career exploration and kind of setting their path, uh, a couple of questions one for athletes specifically what advice would you give them during the recruitment process and now that is completely different with nil and and all of the transfer portal and all of that but um and then secondly the 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 um, you know how do you decide what's important for you? You had mentioned balance. Um, so yeah. maybe I, I'll go to the first question, recruiting process, but then I wanna to go to the career exploration and, yeah. and see what your thoughts are on that.
0: I think it's easy as a person getting recruited, a young person to get caught up in all the bells and whistles um, that a program is trying to sell you. Um, whether that's you know all the cool gear, the facilities, um, you know, the flights, the vacations or you know travel those things i think it's easy to get caught up in some of that stuff and i would a piece of advice i would tell an, a young athlete looking to play in college is you need to find good people that would be the first thing is who are you going to be playing for who are you going to be playing with um what does the support look like academically Um, do you have people in your corner that are going to support you through the the academic piece? Because ultimately that's what's most important. Um, but I would, I definitely start there. Um, because eventually the shiny parts of recruiting start, you know, it wears off when you get there and you're in the root of all the working out or the workouts and just the grind of it. Um, you know, it just becomes another, like a material thing that eventually the, the excitement kind of wears off and so you got to find good people to surround yourself with Um, and then I would also say don't just go to a school just to go to that school to play sports Um, definitely need to look into what do they offer educationally do they have the degree that you're actually interested in do they have a couple of the degree plans that you might be interested in because you might start on one path and then switch gears to another so
1: So is there anything they can do as a young person and, and maybe that's it but But you said, at first I wanted to coach, and then you realized it was more about the why. Yeah. And so how does a young person prepare for that, if at all? Um, And maybe it's just they listen to this interview and they say, oh, I need to focus on the why. But are there other tangible things or what? When you are a career specialist, how did you counsel your students on that phase of their life and trying to, initially start down a career path knowing that it can change because you may have other interests later or you may not like it as much as you thought what what's some advice you've given your students in exploring careers and, and job opportunities
0: i think i always first would start with their interests and what gave them joy and pure happiness and those things because um if you know there was something there Typically, you could lead that into, well, have you considered these types of career type of options? Because you're going to be able to fulfill that um, joy that you get out of serving others. Or maybe you really have joy out of working with your hands. Okay, let's look at these careers. Um, So for me, it was always people. I always loved being around people and serving people. And so again, that kind of led me to where I'm at now. Um, So I would always start with like their interests. What are their passions? What excites them? Because I think if you start there, you can really find a good career that's going to line up with what you want to do.
1: Right now. So you're still you're working with your high school coach. Is that right? Yeah. So what what was that like to come back as an assistant coach yeah. and being in your alma mater? I'm sure there are great things with that, but are there also challenges? Um, what just tell us about that experience?
0: So coach Strathman, Chris Strathman, um, him and I have had a phenomenal relationship since as long as I can remember. Um, I remember when I was like in elementary school or maybe early middle school, he'd come to our games. I'd get so nervous um, <laughs> that coach Strathman's in the stands, but he really just develops um, trusting relationships th- you know, through honesty, accountability, Um, those kinds of things. And so when he had reached out about an opening on his staff, it was an easy yes, Um, just because I knew I could trust him. He's always been, you know, one of my biggest mentors um, in my life and kind of like another father figure. I feel like I have, my dad is amazing. I love him to death. We have a wonderful relationship and I feel like I have several of those awesome father type of figures and he was always one of them. Um, What I really respected about coach Strathman is he has allowed me to coach like he has he doesn't micromanage he just trusts that I will do my job and I will help and support in any way that I can um he values my opinion he you know he although I played for him um you know he doesn't look to me or look he values anything I have for input if that makes sense and so I really appreciate that um and then I don't remember what other part of the question was that maybe, was there anything else that Well, you-
1: was it a, I know there had to be good parts about coming back oh, yeah. to your alma mater, but have there been any challenges? I mean, because, and you won't say this, but you're a local legend in, in McPherson. And there are a lot of people that on, on the men's and women's side of McPherson basketball because of the story history. But, um, You not only excelled as an athlete, but as a person, a student, because I know whenever I see, maybe not every time, but just about every time I see our state education commissioner, Randy Watson, he's, he's talking about how great Caitlin Lecker is. So, um, so what's it been like going back and, and working in and I know you're not there day to day now but you're still coaching there and, and what, what has that been like and were there any challenges because a lot of people know who you are and is there a certain expectation or even pressure uh, coming back?
0: Yeah, Um. so yeah, I'll go back to just... One, get, getting to work alongside Strath and the other coaches, and then being able to come back and work with the players has been just, I think, one of my favorite parts, um, especially because you know you were once in their shoes. So you can, if there's struggles they're going through, you went through the same struggles, um, so you can really relate. Um, and just, again, fostering those relationships has been one of the most awesome things. Um, and just building that trust with those players that they can come to you when they need help. Um, challenges, yeah, there's, you know, there's that pressure, but ultimately I, I think I try to keep in the back of my mind is what is your why, why are you here? And ultimately, yeah, it's to coach these girls and hopefully win games and those kinds of things. But my why is to help serve them, to mold them into great young women that they can go out and do awesome things with their lives. So, yeah. Um, you know there are going to be wins and losses that's just that just comes with the territory of coaching um with that pressure i guess but i think uh i think a lot of the good definitely outweighs the the challenges so um but yeah
1: so now you're a manager and not in the classroom every day yeah. which eliminates some of the day-to-day opportunity to help you know, mold the students, if you will. But what are some of the, hopefully there are some advantages, what are some of the positives of being a manager and how have you been able to take the lessons you learned as a coach, as a player, maybe to your management position?
0: Yeah. Um, So I have really enjoyed one, just getting to see all of our specialists and how they implement their own skills, knowledge and experience into their programs. Because there's, you know, just like coaching and sports, there's a million different ways you can do it and still have success at the end. And so um, I feel like I've learned so much from the specialists and how they accommodate their students. And I feel like I'll pull some ideas from one and I'll hopefully share it with another and and try to say, hey, you know, so-and-so did this in Emporia. You should look into, you know, trying to do this in your program because they might be struggling in a certain area or whatever. Um, and something I actually did uh, we're doing evaluation now and offered just an opportunity for us to have dialogue of you know what are things that you feel like you are a strength of yours okay what are some areas that you want to get better at for next year and so we'll have those conversations uh, and then hopefully can coach them through that we'll have you thought about doing this this or this Um, I've seen this specialist implement these type of strategies for classroom management and those things so Again, it's a lot like coaching, you're pulling, you know, things that you notice or like from maybe other people, and then just sharing that out with the team, so.
1: Three more questions. <laughs> First one, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment to this point in your life?
0: Hmm. I think definitely impacting young people, um, you know, before JAG, I probably, probably would have said making it through playing college basketball because that was, it was an awesome experience, but it's very challenging at the same time. But I think now just, um, I would say, really just making an impact and helping young people change the trajectory of their lives. Um, it just really, it just reassures me, like, you have been doing your why and have done your why Um, and so i definitely say that.
1: And, and maybe I should have done this in reverse order, but what's been the greatest challenge to this point? Hmm.
0: In my whole life? Yes. Hmm. Oh, I could probably say a few.
1: (laughs) One of the greatest.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say when I was, um, coaching at the University of St. Mary, I actually was a head coach for a year at the age of 23. Mm -hmm. That was a big challenge because you have athletes that are either a year younger than you or just about your age. And you're trying to develop positive professional relationships. You're trying to get buy-in from these people, these young people. Um, You know, you're changing things of how things had been. And so a lot of moving parts um, that brought on some challenges.
1: And then finally, and thank you for spending time with me today, uh, the name of the show is Espresso Yourself. So how do you espresso yourself outside of your job or coaching? What are some of your hobbies or outside interests?
0: I love to lift and work out and run or walk. I love to get outside. Um, I actually really like to garden, but I don't, or like plant flowers and those kinds of things, but I just haven't done it recently. (laughs) Like this year or last year, it's just a lot going on, but I really like to do that. I love to read um, and I love to um, go to church and just serve, you know, our our heavenly father. And uh, that's a big part of who I am as well, so.
1: Great. Well, thank you for being part of our Jag K family. Uh, and thank you so much for spending some time and, and sharing some wisdom with us on this episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Chuck.
1: Thanks for watching Espresso Yourself with Chuck. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and get notified of any new episodes of Espresso Yourself with Chuck or other videos with our JAG-K program. Thank you. Thank you.